When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Last Factor Podcast. What is up, college lacrosse fans? In today's episode of the Lax Factor Podcast, episode number 61, we are going to, or I'm going to, make my predictions for a bunch of the Division I conferences for 2020. I'm going to pick conference winners like a boss I'll do about half of them in this episode and then in the next episode I'll finish them off and I'll do the rest of the conferences today we're going to talk about the SOCON the NEC the Patriot and the Big Ten before I get into the rest of it as always if you want to support the channel all you got to do hit that like button if you're watching this video hit the like button that will help Get the video out in front of more people. Uh, subscribe so that you're, and, and then hit the notification bell so you're notified when we put out more videos. And share this video with your friends. And if you want to support us beyond those free things that you can do, go to laxfactor.com. You can get yourself some swag. You can find the audio version of the podcast. You can watch all of our videos through our website. Go to laxfactor.com. But let's get into this picking 2020s conference winners like a boss. And that's what I am about to do. So we're going to get into the SOCON conference first. And like I said, I'm going to go through, I don't know if I actually said this yet. I'm going to go through and I'm going to pick uh, the top three teams. And I'll start with three, two, one for each conference. So for the SOCON, my number three team is going to be Richmond. And Richmond right at the top of the SOCON, they had a battle with High Point last year. I feel like Richmond, they lose some offensive talent. They lose some some talent in key places all over the field. So I put Richmond at number three, and I think they're going to have a five and two conference uh, conference record. I think they'll still do well within the conference. I just think there's two teams that are going to do better. My number two team coming out of the SOCON is Air Force. Air Force had a decent season last year, uh, you know, some coaching changes and things of that sort to try to boost their profile a little bit. Uh, and I think that they return enough players uh, into the mix that I think Air Force is going to be the number two team out of the SOCON. I think they're going to end up with a six and one um, conference record. And then we go on to the number one team. And I think you all know who I was going to pick High Point, High Point and Richmond. They did battle last year in the conference. High Point actually losing um, to Richmond and I don't think it's going to happen this year. I, I put High Point at 7-0 and this year within their conference. And why? Asher Nolting. I'm not trying to insult the rest of the guys on the High Point squad, and I'll get into a bunch of the other guys that are important uh, this year, but Asher Nolting is just that good. So who does High Point have coming back? Nolting, 44 goals, 47 helpers, 91 points. And as I keep saying over and over with Nolting, the kid turned the ball over 70 times last year. He shores those up, which I think he will. 
Uh, and I'm not saying that's a, an indictment on him. He's just a high risk, high reward type player. Um, as he shores up those turnovers, just being a year smarter as a lacrosse player, the, the kid's going over 100, I, I suspect, uh, this season for uh, the high point um, lacrosse team. Uh, then you got Ben Baker coming back. He'll be a senior, 26 goals, 33 points. Dalton Sulver, uh, 21 goals, 30 points. Kobe Russell, 15 goals, 11 points. Hunter Vines, a uh, uh, young kid. He'll be a sophomore this year. 18 goals, 23 points as a rookie. Um, Chris Price, Jr. on defense, 19 cause turnovers. Clayton Kroll, a junior uh, on defense, 16 cause turnovers. So, I mean, they have – they lose – Tim Troutner Jr. On, de- on on the defensive side of the ball. That's big, but they bring back a good group of defenders. I talked about this earlier on an, on an earlier podcast when I kind of previewed High Point a little bit. So, yeah, they lose their goalie, but they have a good core of defenders returning and Asher Nolting on their squad. I like High Point to win the SoCon in 2020. Uh, we move on to the NEC, and I'm already realizing I forgot which ones I said I was going to do. I have these all prepared, but I'm purposely only doing half of them for time constraints. So we'll get into the NEC next. And last year, darling of the NEC was Robert Morris. I think they're going to take third this year. Once again, they lose key players on offense. They lose some key players on defense. I put Robert Morris at a 4-2 and two conference record in the NEC, and I put them at third. Uh, number two team, and I think these guys are going to kind of climb from the, the lower half of the conference from last year, is St. Joseph's. They return a lot of talent on offense, just a decent squad with some leadership coming back so I still put them at four and two but I put them at four and two with the tiebreaker over Robert Morris so I'm kind of saying that they're going to beat Robert Morris so it'll be interesting to see there's a a prediction that we can check back in on and number one out of the NEC is Hobart the statesman of Hobart from upstate New York and I put them at a five and one conference record I think they're going to lose a game but I think they're going to be able to handle their conference business and get to five and one win the NEC in the regular season. And I, these aren't, I'm not predict, predicting uh, conference tournament winners. I'm just predicting the regular season here. The conference tournament, things can go in different ways. We'll worry about that during the season. Uh, so why Hobart? Offensive talent. Uh, another year, uh, you know, just they'll have another year under their belts in this new fast-paced offensive system that they played last year where they just play fast and loose. Uh, and they have mostly the same guys all returning. I think they lost one one key scoring contributor, and then they get most everybody else back. Uh, guys coming back, Eric Holden, he'll be a senior, 45 goals, 65 points last year. Ryan Archer, 24 assists, 43 points, so he's close to a 50-50 guy. Jason Knox, he'll be a sophomore, 36 goals, 41 points. Justin Scott, he'll be a senior, 26 goals last year. Defense, a quick name, P.J. Delpha, senior, uh, coming into this year. 13 caused turnovers last year, and they returned their goalie, Lucchesi. Sam Lucchesi, decent goalkeeper, 52%. As I always say, you bring back a goalkeeper that saved the ball at a 52 or higher percent clip, then you're doing okay in the cage. You could always do better, but you're not worried about your goalkeeping at that level. So I think Hobart, they have a good mix of talent and just I like their system. You know, between the talent coming back and the system, I dig Hobart to win the NEC. And the other one, eh, we'll probably go to, eh, let's do the Patriot. Nah, we're going to do the Ivy. Let's do the Ivy. I'll do the Patriot in the next uh, episode. So because I got a hot take for the Patriot. Uh, For the Ivy League, and this one's tough because the Ivy is 
tough. The Ivy's been tough for 10 years now, and they were tough before that with Princeton. Um, but it didn't. there didn't used to be this much quality in the depth of the field in the Ivy. And now, you know, any th- there's three teams every year out of the Ivy that could make noise in the tournament. So this one, my picks may be unpopular, but let's see how it goes here. Uh, number three, I'm going to drop Penn down to number three in the Ivy League. I'll put them at a four and two conference schedule or conference record during the regular season. Um, they lose a couple of guys here. Uh, and offensively, that's tough. Defensively, that's tough. And they have to retool, uh, you know, figure out the cage and all of that. So I feel like Penn lost enough between this year and last year that that's going to make it difficult for them to compete with Yale at the top for certain. But I think that they're going to have a hard time holding that number two spot my number two team out of the ivy cornell cornell returns boatloads of talent offensively defensively is where they've had problems but with um uh erlin in the in cage i think that he's a, a solid goalkeeper coming back again so i think that will help anchor the d a little better i hope that it does they have a couple of really good defenders coming back as well so i'm hoping that if we could see cornell's defense improve a little bit that may help their tra- transition play improve a little bit which is what they need they're a good six on six offensive team but they need a, to be a little bit better between the boxes and i think that they will be this year so i put cornell at a four and two conference record at the number two team uh in the ivy during the regular season and obviously uh, my number one is Yale. Yale without goes without saying, I think they're going to go undefeated in the Ivy this year. And why? Because they return one of the best three attack groups in the country in Morrill, Brandau, and Gaudet. They're just all filthy. Morrill should go over 100 points. Brandau should be over 80. Gaudet, he's going to do whatever he does with his goals, but he's going to score 60 goals most likely. They return talent on defense, including Chris Fake. They have a starting goalie that has a, a national title and a runner-up under his belt in Jack Starr. He needs to be better, as I always say, but he is a serviceable goalkeeper and uh, plays well under pressure more specifically. And then TD Erlen, you know, you ever hear of that guy? He's back. So in in all, as we go back through and now we cover the statistics of the guys that come back. TD Erland, 75.5% from the faceoff dot. That's just freaking crazy. Jackson Morrill is a, coming in as a senior now, last year as a junior, 46 goals, 48 assists. One of just a, a great 50-50 guy. And he's not that guy that you'll ever pigeonhole him as a quarterback of an offense or a, a goal scorer. Morrill can do everything. He can blend in and play off ball where needed. He can dodge and create for himself. He can dodge and create for other people. He can just spot feed, spot shoot. He can do he he everything is in his wheelhouse. He there's nothing that he does that's completely and utterly off the charts, I would say, but everything he does is just below that. One of the best attackmen in the country, hands down, Jackson Morrill. Uh, Matt Brandau started coming into his own as a freshman last year. 50 goals, 24 helpers uh, on the season as a freshman. So look for him to put up 80-plus, 90-plus next year. Matt uh, Matt Gaudet, 51 goals. The Undertaker, 51 goals, 53 points last year. I mean, imagine that, 51 goals, two helpers. Kid is a a finisher, and he's slowly but surely, between his, his sophomore year and, and and coming into his senior year, he's a better shooter from the outside also. So he's not Mac O'Keefe off-ball good, but he is, you know, right, he's that next echelon right below him. 
Losses heavily at midfield for Yale. It's always worth mentioning that because they lose Ty, Sessa, and Danagelis. You lose three all-conference caliber midfielders. That's going to hurt Yale. But then they got guys like Brian Tevlin, 14 goals, 20 assists uh, last year. He's a 50-50 mid. Probably I'll I'll expect him to be closer to 50-50 legit next year. Uh, So they have guys that will step up and fill that void at the midfield. They've got young guys coming up. They've got attackmen for days on this roster that can chip in and play midfield on offense and, and do well. So no worries there for Yale. Uh, on defense, Aiden Hines, senior, 24 cost turnovers. We obviously have Chris Fake coming back for his junior year. He's an All-American long pole. We have Jack Starr coming back in cage, 45%. Once again, needs to be above 50. If, if, if Jack Starr goes above 50% between, in, between the pipes, Yale probably wins the national championship. I think that he's that important to them doing well. Uh, down the stretch and come tourney time he's 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 proven that he can step up and play as good as they need him to so I think that will be key for them as well and now we get into the big one the last one the big 10 and I mean I I think my picks here are going to go the way that a lot of people's picks here go but the big 10 is just a brutal conference all over so I'm not so sure how it's going to pan out except at the top side here so I think my picks are going to be solid Uh, so the big 10 we have Hopkins at my number three spot. I think they're going to go three and two in the conference, and they 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 lose some some crap on D. They they lose uh, you know Mar on attack, but Mar is mostly an off ball attackman anyway. And as I always say, off ball attackman. If you can replace any position, you can replace an off ball attackman. Um, so I don't know. I just think Hopkins, they lose two conference games. I don't see them beating Maryland or Penn State, even though they're certainly capable of doing that on a good day. So I put Hopkins at 3-2 and two in the conference. They'll make the tournament, and uh, they could make the finals in the tournament. And they they could upset Maryland and flip this on me. But my number two team is Maryland. I think they'll go 4-1. and one. Only loss will be to Penn State is what I'm assuming. And Maryland, I mean, you've got lots of guys coming back for them also. So Maryland could make noise and they could even press Penn State. I think Maryland loses a little bit less on the defensive side of the ball, or I think they'll just be a little bit more equipped to handle losses on the defensive side of the ball than Penn State will. And, uh, and you know, you got Wisnowskis and Bernhardt and all sorts of other guys and, and uh, Fairman. You just have a really good, solid returning core of offensive players for Maryland as well. So I think that they will be able to run with Penn State and compete for that Big Ten regular season title. But obviously, number one out of the Big Ten, Penn fucking State. I, I picture them going 5-0 and is what I'm predicting. And why Penn State, you might ask? Seriously? I mean, are you really going to ask me that question? And, uh... Amat and O'Keefe, I mean, they, they're both going to put up 100 points, and I'm not sure when the last time – I'm not sure when we've ever had two guys on a team capable of putting up 100 points and not have that team win their conference. I'm sure it's probably happened in you know one of the bigger conferences, but since we've had you know serious conference play over the last 10, 15 years, I'm not sure if any team has ever had 200-point scores on their team and then not made the playoffs. Someone could check that for me. If you want to, or I mean, not won their conference. So if somebody has that statistic, by all means, put it in the comments. I bet you no one's going to call me out on it. If this was like the 1990s, I could have just made a bold claim and you guys would have just had to believe me because there was no Internet to check up on it with. And probably that kind of stat isn't going to be in an encyclopedia, but we're in it's it's 2000, almost 2020. So someone could fact check me on that. But I bet you it hasn't happened. 100, 200 point guys. I bet you you always win your conference and probably always have. Um Coming back, we, aim at 
as a senior uh, this year, last year as a junior, 30 goals, 95 helpers, 125 points. Mac O'Keefe, who I largely believe not just the best off-ball attacker or best off-ball player in general in the country right now, I think he may be one of the best off-ball lacrosse players of all time. And I've already gotten lit up by some people for trying to say that, but in fairness to me, I think the, the couple of the people that tried to light me up were like 12. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt. Um, but le- legitimately, if you watch the tape and you watch Mac O'Keefe and you see the things that he does to get open for Grant Amat, I always talk about how easy Grant Amat looks, makes it look, and that's why he didn't win the Twarton last year was because a, a, mo- a good chunk of his points, specifically where he's feeding O'Keefe, looked too easy. He's literally just standing in place waiting for O'Keefe to present. And holy shit, does O'Keefe present better than anyone. Curls off hooks, just constantly moving. His mid-range game off ball is next level. The guy will snipe from the outside. He's just a goal-scoring machine. Uh, as I as I say a lot, some guys are can score goals. Other guys are masters at just putting the ball past goalies in all sorts of different ways. That is Mac O'Keefe. Dylan Folds coming back for his senior year, 43 goals, 56 points. Actually, don't quote me on that. the fact that it's a senior year. He may have, have, have a red shirt year as well, but he's listed as a senior this year. Uh, Jack Kelly, 42 goals, 51 points. TJ Malone, 30 goals, 36 points. I mean, Penn State has just dudes all over the field offensively that can mark you defensively is where they took the most hits last year. So that's what they're going to have to regroup and show that they can make that work. They have our Sari though, to face off, to keep the possession on their side of the field. Yale will be our series big test uh, goalie Kobe Kinesi. And this is why I picked them to, to win over Maryland is even though they've had some defensive losses, Kobe Kinesi is a really solid goalie and totally capable of being an all American in, um, 2020. So that's a big deal. So watch out for Maryland. As I said, Maryland, Bernhardt, uh, Wisnowskis, Fairman, they could be dangerous as well, but I still think Penn State just has way too much talent all over the place. So I think that Penn State is your Big Ten winner. And uh, that, that's, that's it. It's going to be a short video today here. What we found on YouTube specifically is that these longer forms do not perform well at all on YouTube, no matter how good the content is or how bad it is, obviously. So what we'll do is we will continue and we'll, we'll start to keep putting out uh, you know hot, longer versions of podcasts via audio within our website because those perform better. But we'll start, we'll, we'll start sticking more to 10, 15, 20-minute videos here on YouTube uh, because you guys have short attention spans or whatnot. If you like the longer form stuff, though, specifically go to laxfactor.com and you can see that in the next episode when you come back and you see the new video we are going to do the rest of the conferences so that's going to include obviously conferences like the acc Uh, i don't think i covered the patriot we'll do the patriot next week uh, or in the next episode it could even be this weekend Uh, i will also do the metro and there's a couple others that we'll throw in as well so I'll, i'll finish up and do the rest of the conferences in the next episode as always be sure to like subscribe hit the notification bell share with your homies go to laxfactor.com to support us you can get swag t-shirts things like that listen to the audio podcast watch all our videos there and see what we're doing so as always thank you for watching hoost is out